The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today. 1971, Episode 53. In this episode, we'll cover December the 1st through December 8th. On November 23rd in the afternoon in New York, George is the guest on ABC TV's Dick Cavett Show. George is there to promote the film Raga, and also to address the unfortunately unreleased recording of the Bangladesh concert. George expresses frustration with Capitol Records, the distributor of Apple, for attempting to turn a profit with distribution of the three-record set. The musical guest is Gary Wright and Wonder Wheel, which George sits in and plays. My first guest tonight is actually a group uh, called Gary Wright and Wonder Wheel, and they're going to do a song written by Mr. Wright himself called Two-Faced Man. Will you welcome, please, Gary Wright and Wonder Wheel and Friend. Blind man, I've been 
Where do you know Gary Wright and his group from? Uh, from England. He yeah. used to be in a band called Spooky Tooth. I met him during my album, All Things Must Pass. Yeah. He came, played piano on the whole album. So I returned the favor tonight. You know, I haven't... Uh, you're only the second member of your former organization that I've ever met. Um, I, uh, I know John... You didn't meet the other eight. No, no. <laughs> Were there that many? Yeah, no, I, hundreds. I, I only... Uh, I, I know you John. Idea of the 18th Beatle. Are there, there were rumors that the Beatles were not always the same person. In fact, no. they, there was once a rumor that there wasn't even the real four of you who came over here on one trip that they just sent four. We just guys. sent four dummies out there. <laughs> that and uh, what was the other one? Oh, that you uh, actually were all bald and that uh, yeah. had no hair, and that you would yeah. um, that was so you could go out in the street and not it's be recognized. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, well, then they aren't rumors. Is, let's take a little march through time. It's bird's eye and frozen orange. <laughs> Plus, well, he's, he's right. Uh, you weren't supposed to see that. Let's do take a little march through time. You couldn't miss it, really, did you? <laughs> <laughs> when you, uh, if you and, you and John and Yoko do meet, though, you're not really no, no. gritting your teeth. No, no, and... we're good friends. Yeah. Well, all of that about her being the problem with the group, is that so slightly silly that, that a one woman could be so much of a problem? No, the group had problems long before Yoko came along. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Many problems, folks. Can you remember who was the first to say, you know, I bet we'll break up one day, um, that this won't go on, that this is sort of a dream that we can't all stick no. together? No. Uh, I don't really remember anything about the Beatle days. Uh, it seems like a sort of, you know, previous incarnation when I think about it. And a long time ago, like yeah. another life. Yeah. Yeah. Do you regret any of it? No, no. Don't regret really anything, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what happened, and it was good, you know, it was good, but it was also good to carry on, do something else. In fact, it was a relief. <laughs> Sometimes they say you were... I mean, some you... people can't understand that, you know, because Beatles was such a big deal. They can't understand why we should uh, actually enjoy splitting up. But there's a time, you know, there's a time when people grow up and they leave home or whatever they do and they go for a change, you know, and it was really time for a change. Yoko sat in that very chair. Oh. <laughs> well, I bet many people have sat in it. Well, a lot chair. of people have sat in it, but I was just I thinking... saw the show. It was very nice. Very Did nice. you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It was one thing they forgot to plug, so I thought I'd... <laughs> So I thought I'd plug it for them, and that's their new Christmas record. We wish you Merry Christmas. War is over. Get yours now. Thank you. Is there such a record? Yes, he made it after he was on the show, so he didn't get a chance to talk about it. Oh. Is there a slight undercurrent of hostility between you and, uh, no, no, and other members? No, no, really. No, you can John, tell me. I, mean, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to tell anybody. No, I, I just thought I'd take the opportunity and promote his record for him. Mm -hmm. War is over if you want it. Happy Christmas. Yeah. And Apple Records. Well, are, are you in any sense in contact with each other? Um, I mean, yeah, I saw him last night, actually, at the premiere of Raga, which what? is what we should talk about, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, what did you say? I said, children? hi, hello. Yeah. Do you have said, writers who think of these things, or yeah, do you just yeah. have them ready and you can just yeah. snap them right out yeah. like that? We have writers home, and, and rooms what, full of them. <laughs> what did he come back with right away? With, hi. Yeah. 
Gee, this ought to be... Uh, was there more, or did that well, did just go on? Pretty You've good. got real boring people, you know, to talk to on your show. I'm probably yeah. the biggest boy you've ever had on the show. Really? Mm. You think? Yeah. Well, I'll be the judge of oh. that. Listen, I'll tell you. Well, I don't really, you know, they asked me, do you want to come on the Dick Cavett show? And I said, uh, yeah, I got nothing to talk about, really. Yeah. They said, well, think of something, you know, anything. So I thought, okay, we'll go and talk about Raga, which is... Uh, Film. Mm. Mm. I uh, can't watch uh, TV in America, to tell you the truth. It's such a load of rubbish. <laughs> Not the Dick Cabbage show, of oh, course. Oh, oh, yeah. The record, you know, all these musicians came. Some of them flew thousands of miles, didn't get paid for anything. Yeah. They came and did the show all out of the kindness of their hearts. Then I spent a, a month with uh, Phil Spector, uh, produced the record, you know, in a studio till like seven in the morning, making this record, getting the package together. And we get that ready. We give it to the record company. And they say, now, how much are we going to make? So, no, you don't make anything, you know, mm. we make it. It's for the refugees, you know, and they say, well, you know, they don't want to do it for cost. We want them to do it for what it costs to manufacture. Actually, we've paid the cost so far. Yeah. Our company's paid for all the boxes, thousands, millions of boxes and things, you know, books that go with it. Then we give it to them on a plate and they want more money. And it's really not on, you know, it's really unfair. But what about Apple? They, they well, do? Apple, that's our company. We've paid, mm. uh, so far, we, the, all the costs to make the record, to make the box, make the package, all the expense involved in the show. And then Capital, whose uh, Apple has a contract with to, uh, to distribute. Mm -hmm. They just have a, this distribution deal. So we're giving it to them, saying, aren't you lucky, you know, you're the company who's, who's going to distribute this wonderful record. And they say, no, no, we want this money, that's not enough, we want that. And because they've lost so much bread, you know, they just really lost and they kicked all the staff out, fired everybody, brought in a new guy from, who was working in England, he was really from India, good old Baska Menon. And Baska happens to be from India, and I thought really at first he was really into the whole idea of it. But, you know, it's just been held up. This record should have been out a month ago, really. But now we still haven't solve the problem. It will come out. But we've got Dylan, you know, Dylan is CBS and, you know, they're cool about it. And we've got Shelter and Electra and all different record companies have all, you know, said, okay, right, you know, put it out. And so the problem is with our distributor. You'll get it out. Though. We'll get it out. Yeah. I mean, I'll just put it out, you know, put it out with CBS and let, you know, Baskell have to sue me. Baskell Mammon. I know that neither of you likes to hustle things, so I'll just point out that the Bangladesh concert is on record, and so is your concerto with the record with Andre Previn and Raga is also on. Uh, there is a soundtrack album. This time has really flown. Oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> can you get a good shot of those? Good shot, Raga. Don't wait. At your record stores. After now. what you said about the Lennons, well, I'll. Another. I learn a lot of things from the Lennons. I think. I wish we had more time. Good night. <laughs> I.
On December 1st, 1971, Apple releases in the U.S. Happy Xmas, War is Over by John Lennon, Yoko Ono, and the Plastic Ono Band with the Harlem Community Choir. This single becomes Lennon's first solo single not to feature the Apple logo on the label. John and Yoko wrote the piece together. Due to a problem with Yoko's songwriting credits, the U.K. release is delayed for almost a year. They held it up, you know, trying to make out Yoko didn't write it and that it's a Beatle record, really, and all that jazz. John and Huey McCracken play acoustic guitars. Nicky Hopkins plays chimes, piano, and glockenspiel. And Jim Keltner plays drums and sleigh bells. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And you won't just be gone And so this is Christmas I hope you had fun The Oh, let the young 
Bing Crosby. <laughs> the B-side is a Yoko Ono song called Listen, the Snow is Falling. With George Harrison still in New York, on Friday, December 3rd, he happily accepts another invitation to appear with Ravi Shankar, this time giving a sitar demonstration on the American Westinghouse Group television program, The David Frost Show. It's very difficult, you know, there's lots of basic exercises that you must start to do, and it's the sort of thing that you need to concentrate on and do all the time, you know, in order to do it. And after about two years of me playing, I completely neglected the guitar. And actually it was Ravi who got me back on the guitar. <laughs> so he was saying, you know, you must find your roots, you must try and do some... I was thinking, well, what is it? What's my roots? You know, the only thing I know is like Elvis. You know, he's the only roots I've ever had. <laughs> guitar and rock and roll or something. So I started writing more songs and trying to get back on the guitar. And... Uh, so I didn't really think I was going to be able to make it that good with the sitar. Do you ever play the sitar now? Yeah, I've got it at home, and it's more just for my own amusement. Can you remember the first exercises you played on the sitar? Yeah. Could you try one now? Well, I, first of all, I'd have to go through and take these boots off and sit, and I don't know if I should touch this sitar. It's so beautiful. Would you mind him borrowing your sitar? No, for right. Really? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> See if you can You can suck it then. <laughs> it's been three years. This is the first exercise of it. On Saturday, December 4th, Melody Maker publishes a stinging letter from John attacking Paul over his interview published in the paper on November 20th. John's lengthy reply, which he insists is published on the grounds of equal time, includes a seven-part attack on Paul, including an accusation that his politics are very similar to Mary Whitehouse's. John's letter reads as follows. Dear Paul, Linda, et all the wee McCartneys, thank you for your letter. Number one, we give you money for your bits of apple. 
Number two, would give you more money in the form of royalties, which legally belong to Apple. I know, we're Apple, but on the other hand, we're not. For the millionth time in these past few years, I repeat, what about the tax? It's all very well playing simple, honest, old human Paul and the Melody Maker, but you know damn well we just can't sign a bit of paper. You say, John won't do it. I will if you indemnify us against the tax man. Anyway, you know that after we have our meeting, fucking lawyers will have to implement whatever we agree on, right? It's up to you, as we said many times. We'll meet you whenever you like. Just make up your mind. Two weeks ago, I asked you on the phone, please let's meet without advisors, etc., and decide what we want. I especially emphasized McLenn, which is mainly our concern. But you refused, right? You said under no conditions will you sell to us. And if we didn't want to do what you wanted, you'd sue us again. And that George and Ringo are going to break you, John, etc., etc. On another little lie in your It's Only Pauly Melody Maker bit, Let It Be was not the first bit of hype on a Beatle album. Remember Tony Barrow and his wonderful writings on Please Please Me, etc., etc., the early Beatles Christmas records? And you gotta admit, it was a new phase Beatles album. Incidentally, written in the style of the great Barrow himself. By the way, what happened to my idea of putting the parody of our first album cover on the Let It Be cover? Listen, my obsessive old Paul. It was George's press conference. Not that old Devil Klein. He said what you said. I'd love to come, but... Wanna put your photo on the label like Uncool John and Yoko, do ya? Ain't you got no shame? If we're not cool, what does that make you? P.S. The bit that really puzzled us was asking to meet without Linda and Yoko. I thought you have understood by now that I'm John and Yoko. P.P.S. Even your own lawyers know that you just can't sign a bit of paper. Or don't they tell you? The next day on December 5th in London, the London High Court appoints a receiver for McLenn Music Limited. On December 6th, the president of Capitol Records, Basker Menon, replies publicly to George's outburst against him over the Bangladesh album on The Dick Cavett Show. He states, Harrison is clearly not in possession of all the facts. On December 7th, Apple releases an LP called Wildlife by Wings. It was produced by Paul and Linda McCartney. The album is released in both the U.S. and the U.K. This is Paul's first album that does not have the Apple logo on the label. Sounded like John knew this when he wrote the Melody Maker rebuttal. American drummer Denny Sywell, who was on the Ram LP, became a member of Wings, along with ex-lead singer of the Moody Blues, Denny Lane. Side One starts off with a song called Mumbo. Here is radio DJ Ed Williams of WCBS Radio New York interviewing the new band Wings. Wings Wildlife. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the tunes as we play from them. Yeah. Mumbo, we have been playing for about five minutes when the engineer just decided to take it. We, we just played it to them for the first time. Remember? And they just fell in. They just fell in. You know, in the beginning of the country, you can just hear me just say, uh, take it, Tony. The engineer's name was Tony Clark. And we'd been going about five minutes, and I suddenly realized he wasn't recording, so I sort of shouted, take it, Tony. You know, But he, he just got in then, you know. So that was it. You know? It must be a great feeling.
Let's go to another cut from the album. Um, I think you mentioned Big Bop a moment ago. I'm just sort of listening and just sort of queuing up our engineer, uh, Mark Wiener, as to what to play next. Uh, is there any Big Bop? It's an interesting title. Bip um, yeah, no, Big Bop was really, uh, I just had a very simple thing going on guitar mm. with a bam, 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 just the bass string just plunking away on this opening. I just had this little thing going, like a little sort of simple blues thing. Yeah. And uh, I put the, the words on Big Bop. Uh, it's sort of like Mary, who's our two-year-old, could sort of understand it. She can sing it and stuff, you know. She so loves it's, it. It's just very, very she simple, you know. It. It's just one of those ones, just so she can... Did the title come after the song, or...? Yeah, Bob, I can't remember, you know. I just sort of did it, you know, one day, you know, and it turned out... Yeah. Turned out lousy. Listen to Bob.
Let's go to another cut from the album. The rock classic by Mickey and Sylvia was covered as well in a reggae-inspired version. I love it, strange. Which is great because we all like Danny Sywell as a real deep voice, uh-huh. and I can do a high voice. Right. Right. So we got the full range there. Yeah, yeah, it came out very well. Many people 
it was all about getting the feels between me and Denny and Paul as, you know, bass, drums and guitar and making it, you know, groove, basically. Uh, let's just talk about wildlife for a moment. Uh, wait, let's talk about the concept. Wings, mm -hmm. wildlife. Well, uh, all right. The first song we've done, which is, um, you know, saying something, as you say, you know, like that, is wildlife. And that just says, you know, that... Um, Nature's all right, you know. The wild state is a is a good state. Uh, and, so why are we uh, so, so why are we getting rid of this? Let's not. And whatever happened to it? And the animals are in zoos instead of just actually sort of running, you know, like they're supposed to. I was brought up on the edges of uh, a trading estate, a housing estate, and so I lived like in the sort of. Uh, you know, the bit where it was all brick city kid in that respect. But it was right on the edge near the country, you know. So when I was a kid, I got to see the country a bit. And I used to love it, you know. I used to hang out in the woods and climb the trees. So I used to like all that. Um, and I got, until recently, I'd never really thought it would ever happen again. You know, me sort of getting into the country. Me says, you know, feeling those same kind of feelings, you know. I didn't think I'd get into that. So anyway, listen, would you like to sort of talk to Danny and Danny, you know, because well, it's lads, an open yeah. conversation. Right, right. I happen to be looking at you because you're talking. I'll just say something, Danny, you know. His wife's listening again, and uh, <laughs> we, we don't want uh, Monique to be displeased, do we? Yes, I don't drink too much, Monique. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say my other name so I don't get mixed up here. Right. I'm He's Brian. Birmingham. I'm Brian Fox. Okay. And, uh, See, Danny Lane is really Brian. Brian. That's his real name, so like you can you tell him apart that way, and the mole on his left chin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Denny Lane. Well, I mean, wildlife, you know, I feel the same way. I come from the same kind of background. Wildlife, from the album Wildlife, Wings Wildlife. The word wild applies to the words you and me.
was a fun project. Drummer Denny Sywell. And the vocals did not take long, the mixes did not, the mixes probably took the longest of that. We probably did that within a week, 10 days, something like that. And the whole band was there with our hands on the faders, <laughs> pushing faders together. It was a, a total band effort, you know. So it was the first, first look at, uh, at what the band was going to be, because we knew that, you know, everything we did was going to be compared to the last thing they heard of the Beatles. Side two opens up with a song called Some People Never Know. But I like harmony. I love the harmonies on Some People Never Know. There's just one little bit that has
This is a new group, Wings, from their new album, Wildlife. I am your singer. You are my love. You are my song, linger on. You are my song, I am your singer. You are my one You are my own melody You are my song I am your singer Someday When we're singing We will fly away album was quickly put together in two weeks and features an interesting song called Tomorrow. Let's go to another cut from the album. Um, Linda, you, you mentioned Tomorrow. I'd like to know why. Is, um, that, is that... I like, I like it. <laughs> All right. Good enough. So let's, let's do Tomorrow from Wings Wildlife. Oh, 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 
Let's just hope where the man is feeling fine doesn't spoil our plan. The last song on the album is a track called Dear Friend. It was a song written by Paul to John. Thank you. 
album, Wildlife, Wings Wildlife. Wildlife never made the top 10 in the UK. The critics slammed it, and the proposed single, Love is Strange, was cancelled by Apple and Parlophone due to the disappointing sales of the album. The review isn't good. Well, you know, what are you going to do? You know? yeah. Your review isn't good, and that hunt. There's one little bit of your whole thing mm-hmm. then that wasn't quite good enough, you know, because your review's a bit done. But you've got to, you've got, I think you've got to get hit in the face with a couple of times, then come through it. All right. And that's, then you threw it then. In the UK, it peaked at number 11 in its debut and was out of the charts by week 6. In the US, the album went gold and reached number 10 in an 18-week run. It was top 10 in other European countries and number 3 in Australia. Coming up in a moment... The Lennons get involved in many causes which cause tensions. And why don't you become policemen and go around and educate because we're these not people instead of we're saying sorry? Oh, no, you're not a policeman. Paul makes nice with John. I don't want to talk about that. And they all wish you a Merry Christmas. Christmas coming up soon, yes, you know. A few days away. Yeah. Got a couple of drinks down yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of drinks down yet. Yeah. <laughs> Next on Yesterday and Today... For more information or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the show's As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. You can head to our social media pages, that's facebook.com slash yesterdayandtodaypodcast or facebook.com slash thirdmen, or you could head to society Six. Dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I, 
family podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need your help. <laughs> Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see oh, me. For God's sake. <laughs>